discover the inherent power of God in you. Whether there are challenges or not, we are still the same. We are constant. God is constant. God does not change. And that is the life that we have received. It says Jesus Christ is the same yesterday, today, and forever. That is the same life we have also received. We are also the same yesterday, today, and forever. What kind of life? We, we, we are the same because we have the same life with Christ. So when you think about God, think about you. Because everything he is, that is why he told Abraham, he said, I am your, your exceeding great reward. God gave himself as a reward to Abraham. And we are the seed of Abraham. Therefore, we have inherited God himself. Listen to Pastor Oti Boateng as Christ is magnified in you. I noticed some of you are just standing by, not knowing what was going on. You have to be smart. Okay? Tell anybody you have to be smart. Know when the Holy Spirit is doing something significant in your life. Tell anybody, know when the Holy Spirit is doing something significant in your life. I've started preaching. Now, Jacob slept on a rock. And the Bible says that as he was sleeping, he had a dream and saw a ladder that stretched from heaven to the floor where he was. And angels were ascending and descending. And the Bible says that he woke up from his dream. When he woke up, he said that God was here. And I knew it not. God was here. And I knew it not. You can miss God very easily. You see, God visits people. Whether you believe it or not. There's a time that God will visit you. God is in you. But there's a time when he comes outside. He comes physically to you. You understand what I'm saying? And that is your moment. If you miss it, you've missed it. That is your moment. If you miss it, you've missed it. Now, if you've not learned, if you've not been trained to recognize and acknowledge God spiritually, hmm, you will not recognize it when it comes physically. Hallelujah. So you have to be very smart. We are singing and you are just there. No, even if you are, you've not been around for a long time. They say when you go to Rome, you do what? You do what the Romans do, isn't it? Learn quickly, pick things up quickly. Okay? This was an opportunity for you to confess into your future. And you were quiet. Some people were quiet. When I said jump, some people were just there. These are prophetic intimations, the prophetic things that God is bringing into your life. But because you are not smart, spiritually speaking, you can't recognize it. Look, okay, it says, and Jacob went out of his sleep. And he said, this is Genesis 28, verse 16. And he said, surely the Lord is in this place. And I knew it not. The Lord is in this place, and I knew it not. You can miss God very easily, and you will go struggling. A lot of people are struggling for nothing, for nothing. One day, Abraham was sitting in front of his house, and he saw some three men walking. 
And he saw that those three men were actually God and two angels. How did he know? How did he know? How did Abraham know? And he invited them to come to his house quickly and entertained them. He gave them bread to eat. Did so many nice things for them. <laughs> if you are not smart, you will lose the visitation of God for your life. Okay? One day. Let me share a story with you. One day, I was walking in the streets. This church had just started. This is like 2011, early part of 2011, or late part of 2010, when I was pastoring another church. I was, I crossed the road, just in the middle of town, I just crossed the road, and I met somebody, young guy, and he told me, I need, he mentioned a certain figure, is it 24 cities, 50 pesos or something like that? Something like that, that I should give him an amount of money. And I had just 25 cities on me. Something, I had something very small. He said he needs that amount. And if I don't give him that amount, he won't let me go. Something like that. I was like, ah, this guy, you just met me on the road. You are asking, you know, a beggar who has a choice. And has figures. I was like, man, this guy. But there was something inside that prompted me, give it to him. The more I wanted to ignore him, the more that thing told me. The Holy Spirit within me told me that, give it to him. So I gave it to him. When I gave it to him, he started blessing me. And told me about my life. Yes, he told me about my life. He told me about my future. He told me. Spoke into my life. Spoke concerning the church. He said that you are, you are, you are starting a church. And don't think it is nothing. Because there are millions of lives that are going to be changed and transformed because of what you are going to do. If you've not believed in it, I'm telling you now, believe in it. That's what he told me. And said other things I cannot say today. I was just there, looking at him. I gave him the money, of course. I didn't have anything. Now, I took two steps away from him and looked back to see if you know, just to check, like, who is this guy who we had just met? When I took two steps and looked back, he was not there. He had vanished, and he couldn't have gone anywhere. Do you get it? It's like meeting someone at, uh, it's an open place, at Pajo, and then two steps, you can't find the person. The Bible says in Hebrews chapter 13, from verse 1, it says, do not forget to entertain strangers. Look at the Hebrews 13 one. Be not forgetful, 13.2. Be not forgetful to entertain strangers. For thereby, some have entertained angels unawares. They have entertained what? Angels unawares. Now, if you are not into the culture of developing yourself spiritually, you will miss God when he visits you. That was my visitation on that day. Yeah. So when you come to the house of God and instructions are being given... Don't say it's my first time. It's your first time. So I'm not, I'm not a Christian. I'm not a Christian. No, I don't, I don't understand. I'm not a Christian. If you're a Christian, even if you are not a Christian, and you have just found yourself amongst us, do what, do what is being said to, to do. You have come. Just flow. Okay? Yeah. 
Instead of confessing into, into yourself into abundance, you are quiet. You are looking at us. You have, you have made a very big mistake. That is why I'm talking about it now. In Judges. Judges chapter 8, I believe. Let me look for it for you. Something remarkable happened. Which was related to the birth of Samson. Samson's mother met a man. Have you seen a man before? Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Judges chapter 13, from verse 2. And there was a certain man of Zorah, of the family of the Danites, whose name was Manoah, and his wife was barren and bare not. And the angel of the Lord appeared unto the woman and said unto her, Behold, now thou art barren and bearest not, but thou shalt conceive and bear a son. Now therefore beware, I pray thee, and drink not wine nor strong drink, and eat not any unclean thing. For lo, thou shalt conceive and bear a son, and no razor shall come on his head. For the child shall be a Nazarite unto God from the womb, and he shall begin to deliver Israel out of the hand of the Philistines. Destiny was happening right there. Then, then the woman came and told her husband, saying, A man of God came unto me, because the angel was a man. So he said, a man. she didn't see him as an angel, because he wasn't an angel with wings. With eyes all over. Flap, you will run away. So he came as a man. He came as a man. A man of God came unto me, and his countenance was like the countenance of an angel of God. The person looked different. Very terrible. But I asked him not whence he was, neither told he me his name. He didn't tell me his name. Next verse. But he said unto me, Behold, thou shalt conceive and bear a son. Hmm? And now drink no wine or strong drink, neither eat any unclean thing, for the child shall be a Nazareth of God from the womb to the day of his death. Verse 8. Then Manoah entreated the Lord and said, O oh my Lord, let the man of God, which thou didst send, come unto us, and teach us what we shall do unto the child that shall be born. And God hearkened to the voice of Manoah. And the angel of God came again unto the woman as she sat in the field, but Manoah, her husband, was not with her. And the woman made haste and ran and showed her husband and said unto him, Behold, the man has appeared unto me that came unto me the other day. And Manoah arose and went after his wife and came to the man and said unto him, Are thou the man? Because he was a man. Are thou the man that speaketh unto the woman? And he said, I am. And Manoah said, Now let thy words come to pass. How shall we order the child? And how shall we do unto him? And the angel of the Lord said unto Manoah, All of that I said unto the woman, Let her beware. She may not eat of anything that cometh of wine, neither let her drink wine, blah, blah, blah. Verse 16. And the angel of the Lord said unto Manoah, You see, you've not been reading your Bible, so you don't know some things. I just, that's why I'm reading it to you. And the angel of the Lord said unto Manoah, Though thou detain me, I will not eat of thy bread. And if thou wilt offer a burnt offering, thou must offer it unto the Lord. For Manoah knew not that he was an angel of the Lord. We didn't know. Someone went into a meeting. And she was breastfeeding her child on the top floor. You know, these churches that has galleries. So she was in the gallery breastfeeding her child. As she was breastfeeding her child, the pastor was blessing the people, saying, receive your blessings, receive your increase, 
you will do well in the house of God. You will do well in every single thing that you do. All of a sudden, the woman's eyes popped open. She began to see in the spirit and saw a big angel standing by the man of God on his right hand with many other angels in the front row. So when he says, receive your blessing, a package is thrown into the congregation by the big angel. And the small angels follow and take the package and they give it to the one who received it and they give it to the person. Her eyes opened for about one minute and she saw all of that. She was surprised. She didn't tell anybody. The following, it was a three-day meeting. So she told the husband. The husband was in the meeting. The first day, the husband was just sitting down. When they say receiving nothing, he doesn't do anything. He's just there. You, you have no idea of the things you are missing. It looks like it is normal. It is natural. It is not. To. It is not. Train yourself spiritually. That's what I'm talking to you. Learn to know when something spiritual is happening. Learn to know. So the woman told the husband, the following day, the next meeting, when the pastor says, receive your whatever, the pastor noticed that the man was jumping in the church. <laughs> like, he will move this way. Move the other way. So, because he knows him. He knows, he's been in the church for a long time. And he doesn't do such things. So he was wondering what had happened. So after the services, after the three-day services, then the wife came to tell the pastor, oh, this is what I saw. Then he said, oh, that was why your husband was behaving like that. If you have not learned to respond to God in, in music, in worship, if you have not learned to respond to God in speaking of tongues and know his presence is there, you will not know when he comes to your house. I'm telling you, you will not know. You will not know. A lot of people have lost their blessings. You will not know. You will not know. There's a pastor I know very well that I've followed for a long time. Who is very serious with God. There are pastors who are not serious with God. There are pastors who are not spiritual. Yes, they, don't, they are not into God. Do you get it? Uh, they preach, but they are not into God. They are not really... They are career pastors. Professional pastors. But this guy is very serious with God. Now, his ministry is all over the world right now as I'm talking to you. But 25 years ago, he was in his office just preparing notes to preach on Sunday. It was a, it was a Thursday morning. As he was preparing and writing, he heard footsteps coming into his office. His office was down, down it was an underground office. It's a basement office. And he had footsteps, so he thought someone was coming. Then someone he doesn't know entered, which is clearly an angel, entered with a coat and with a jar, a vessel in his hand. His, a coat was on his right, his left, and a jar was in his right. And he came to him and told him, this, the jar had some sand inside. He said, this is your father, and this is your father's coat. Stand up. When he stood up, he put the coat around him. Then he told him that, now you can function like he functioned. One day you also be in this vessel, in a vessel like this. You also die and will put you on the shelf. And this coat will be passed on to somebody else. That's, that began a difference in his ministry. And after that, the, the man just vanished in his office. 
Yeah. Why, why, hold on, why was he not afraid? Because he knew the presence of God when he, when he knows it, when he sees it. I mean, when you see the presence of God, you see that this is God. God has come. Are you in the church? Yeah. So don't joke with, don't joke. Don't try. Hmm? No, I'm serious. Look at, look at this place, for instance. We're reading this, right? Verse 16, Judges 13, 16. This is not my message, I'm just... Because of what happened, I just want to show you. Verse 17 now. And Manoah said unto the angel of the Lord, What is thy name? That when thy sins come to pass, we may do thee honor, we may look for you and give you something. And the angel of the Lord said unto him, Why askest thou thus after my name, seeing it is secret? So Manoah took a kid with a meat offering and offered it upon a rock unto the Lord. So Manoah was offering something unto the Lord, thanking God for what the man of God had said. He was giving an offering. And as he gave the offering, he says, the Bible says, and the angel did wondrously. And Manoah and his wife looked on. Next verse. For it came to pass, when the flame went up toward heaven from off the altar, that the angel of the Lord ascended in the flame of the altar. Do you understand? They don't understand. Let's read another version. It is like King James word, so you don't really understand. As the flames leaped, leaped up from the altar to heaven, God's angel also ascended into in the altar flames. Do you understand? He went, as he was standing there, he just entered the flames. And went up with the flames. What a shock. That was when they got to know. When Manoah and his wife saw this, they fell face down to the ground. They realized that it was an angel. But he was a man. Normal. Normal. The, the people who come and do things here, they are men, but they are carrying God. The Bible says that let the one who speaks, speaketh, he should speak like the oracle of God. When someone comes to stand here to do something, he's actually God's representative here for the time being, for whatever it is that the person is doing. The angel of God is standing right before you. If you take it seriously, you have encounters with God. If you don't take it seriously, you will miss a lot of things. You will miss a lot of things. Do you understand? Yeah. It's not in the house of God that you come and come and sleep. Or you come and come and relax and chat or text. You have made a very big mistake. You will suffer for a very long time. You will suffer for a very long time. You will pray for a very long time. You will do a lot of things for a very long time. And don't think that you don't need God. The time will come when you will need God. Yeah. You will be surprised. You will be shocked. You think life is straight. Life is not straight. You need God for it to be straight. Yeah. Don't joke with God. You can joke anywhere else, but don't joke in the house of God. Do you understand what I'm saying? Hmm. Be serious. Whatever it is that we are doing, flow with it. Flow with it. If they say jump, jump. If they say sing, sing. If they say speak in tongues, speak in tongues. Whatever they tell you to do, do it. You know what Mary told the people at the wedding? They said that whatever he tells you to do, do it. It was in doing what... Jesus said put uh, water pots there. Put water inside. Draw the water and take it to the one who is the chief at the wedding ceremony. I mean, what would you say? Won't you say that? Are you serious at all? Won't you pray first? Won't you do something significant? What are you talking about? What is all this? And the, the water pots were the ones that were used for washing hands and all that. It's not for drinking. It was the one that you used to wash your hands and wash your feet when you are coming into the house. And he said that put water inside. Put more water on top of that dirty water. And after that, he said that draw, take out of it. 
and go and give it to, put it in caps and go and give it to the guy sitting on the, the most important people in the ceremony. And when the guys drank it, this, the, the guy said, hey, this is very serious wine. Like, how come you've, you've put the best for last? Yeah, a miracle had just happened. But it happens when you follow instructions. When you follow instructions. Hallelujah. So, I'm sharing, this is a month of prosperity through what? Through tithing, isn't it? How many of you give tight? Lift your hand if you give tight. How many of you don't give tight? How many of you don't know what I'm talking about? Hmm. You have to be smart. <laughs> you. Prosperity through what? That is why you are poor. You are not giving your tithe. That is why you are poor. And that is why you'll be poor for the rest of your life. No matter how many messages you hear. You'll be very poor. Yeah. You'll be broke, broke, broke. Irrespective of your university degree. Irrespective of, you will never have enough. You will never have enough. Why? Because you were a thief. Malachi chapter 3 verse 8. You were a big thief. And thieves are not permitted to prosper. Thieves have a curse hovering upon their heads. That's what the Bible says. Will a man rob God? Yet you have robbed me. But you say, wherein have we robbed you? In tithes and offerings. You are robbing, not from an ordinary person. You are robbing from God. If you steal from a beggar, nothing will happen to you. Nobody will do anything to you. Because a beggar does not have influence to arrest you and do all kinds of things to you. But if you steal from the president of this country, what do you think will happen to you? If you steal from the president and you are caught, what will happen to you? Your life is in danger, isn't it? Why? Because he's a very big person. And you don't steal from big people. You can steal from small people, not big people. Don't steal. I, I, that's what I'm uh, understand. And don't go home and go and say that the pastor said we should be stealing. If you throw your shoes at your dog, will you be arrested? Will you be punished for it? What, what will happen to you if you threw your shoes at the president? You know someone threw his shoes to George Bush? Do you know he was put in prison? Yeah, maybe he was throwing his shoes at the dogs and nothing happened. So he thought he could throw it at the president too. They arrested him. A lot of people are insulting God. It gives you breath. It gives you life. It gives you food to eat. It gives you everything that you have. It gives you salvation. It gives you everything. Then he tells you, give me a tenth of all that you have. And then you say, your mother. <laughs> to God. You insult God. Yeah. You see, someone can be stealing and you know that a person is stealing. But then you give the person grace period. Isn't it? It's the mercy of God that is keeping you alive. God knows that you are stealing from him, but he's quiet. He's just watching you. At the right time, you will see one day your issues will start coming. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. When you become born again, you are taken out of... You become the very child of God. That's what the born again experience has to do with. In John chapter 1 verse 11. Look at John 1 11. John 1 11. I hope you brought your notebook. Okay. The Bible says he came onto his own. That is, Jesus came onto his own. And his own received him not. But as many as received him, to them he gave power to become the sons of God. 
So you have become a child of God. You have become a son of God, a daughter of God. Hallelujah. By virtue of your born again experience. If you are not born again, you are not a child of God. You need to become born again. If you are not born again, you need to be born again today before you go. Because as far as God is concerned, you are not his child. You are just in a system. There are two people in the world. Those who are born again and those who are not. You understand? We are not all children of God. There's a big life from the pit of hell. It is those who have received Jesus Christ and believed in him. Believed in his death. Believed in his burial. Believed in his resurrection and ascension. And confessed it for themselves are the ones who are children of God. It's not everybody who is a child of God. So he says, as many as received him, if you receive him, he says, to him, to them he gave power to become the sons of God. Even to them that believe on his name. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Next verse. Which were born not of blood. You are not born of blood. In other words, there's no blood disease from your parents, from your natural genealogy that is supposed to affect you. Yeah. In other words, biology does not work in your system any longer. Children who are not born of blood. In other words, HIV cannot kill you. You've seen people who are HIV positive become HIV negative. You've seen people who had all kinds of strange diseases becoming fine. Why? They are not, you are not, if you believe that you are not born of blood, blood cannot affect you. If you believe that your life is not animated by blood, but your life is animated by the life of God, you'll be surprised. It works. Nor of the will of the flesh. In other words, your, your life, your future, what you eat, what you drink, how you live, is not dependent on someone you know physically. A lot of people live their lives depending on certain people. The Bible says, curse is the man who maketh flesh his arm. If you think that your life is going to be fine because of your uncle, or because of an auntie, or because of somebody, your wisdom is very small. Nor of the will of man, but of God. We are of God. The Bible says, ye are of God, little children, and overcome them. Because greater is he that is in you than he that is in the world. We have become the very children of God, the very bona fide sons and daughters of God. Are you in the church? And one of the major things that has happened is the fact that we have been taken away from the kingdom of darkness to the kingdom of God's light. If you read in Colossians chapter 1, verse 12, look at Colossians 1, 12 and 13. Giving thanks unto the Father which has made us meet or qualified us. The word made us meet means to qualify. God has qualified us to be partakers of the inheritance of the saints in the light. Have you seen it? Go back please. Giving thanks unto the Father which has made us meet or qualified us. Let's read the Amplified. Giving thanks to the Father who has qualified. Have you seen it? And made us fit. To share the portion which is the inheritance of the saints. God's holy people in the light. There's an inheritance for the saints. If you're a child of God, there's an inheritance for you. God left you an inheritance. Jesus left you an inheritance. An inheritance of prosperity. An inheritance of long life. An inheritance of expansion, abundance, glory, beauty. That is what God has called us onto. If you read it, go to 2 Peter chapter 1. Let's read verse 3. It says, according as his divine power has given unto us all things that pertain unto life. God's divine power has given unto us. If you're a child of God, God has given you all things that pertain to life and godliness. Through the knowledge of him that has called us 
to glory and virtue. He has called us to glory. God has called us to glory. Let's read the Amplified. I just want you to see this. For his divine power has bestowed upon us all things that are requisite and suited to life. Everything that you need for life and godliness through the full personal knowledge of him who has called us by and to his own glory and excellence. Do you see? He's called you to have an excellent life. A beautiful life. A glorious life. Do you understand glorious life? Glory comes with money. Isaiah chapter 60 verse 1. Look at Isaiah 61. Arise, shine, for thy light is come. And the glory of the Lord is risen upon you. Have you seen it? Next verse. For behold, darkness shall cover the earth, and gross darkness the people. But the Lord shall arise upon thee, and his glory shall be seen upon thee. How is the glory of God seen upon you? Next verse. And the Gentiles shall come to thy light, and kings to the brightness of thy rising. Wow. Lift up thine eyes round about and see. All they gather themselves together, they come to thee. Thy sons shall come from from far, and thy daughters shall be next at thy side. Verse 5. Then thou shalt see and flow together, and thine heart shall fear and be enlarged, because the abundance of the sea shall be converted unto thee, and the forces of the Gentiles shall come unto thee. What is the abundance of the sea, and what is the forces of the Gentiles? It's called money. He's talking about money. So Christians are naturally not supposed to be poor at all. Christians are supposed to have more than enough to be a blessing to others. Everything Christians touch must prosper. That is how God has designed it. Every single thing that Christians get involved in should work. Why? Because they are children of God. Because they've been called unto glory. And glory, the byproduct of God's glory is prosperity, is riches, is splendor, is honor, is beauty. Verse 6 of what? Which one? Isaiah 60. Let's go to Isaiah 60 verse 6. Can you read this to me? One, two, go. The dromedaries of Midian and Ephah, all day from Sheba shall come. They shall bring gold and incense, and they shall show forth the praises of the Lord. Have you seen it? It says, arise, shine, for thy light has come, and the glory of the Lord is risen upon thee. This is what the glory of God brings. But a lot of Christians are not prospering. Most Christians are poor. Most Christians are poor. Most Christians have allowed the devil to take over their lives. Poverty is not of God. Remember, when God created Adam, he put him in a garden that had everything. Everything was there. It was beautiful. It was nice. The Bible says, the cattle on a thousand hills are mine, saith the Lord. The silver and the gold are mine. God didn't put the silver and gold here for himself. He put it here for you and for me. But a lot of Christians don't enjoy it. Why? Because of their wickedness. Because of their disobedience. And because of their unwillingness. Do you want me to show you more? There's nothing, nobody can make me poor. It's not possible. God God forbid, if, if I should lose everything and lose everyone, (laughs) makes no difference. Makes all I need is God. If I have God, it's finished. I don't have to lose God. If I lose God, I'm in trouble. But if I I have God, it's all. I can lose everything, everybody. 
and I'll be fine. Give me five years. You'll be surprised. You'll be shocked. Why? Why? Because I have God. Have you read Genesis chapter 39, verse 1? Have you read the scripture before? You've not read it before. Let me read it to you. Can I read it to you? Since you have decided not to read your Bible, I'll be reading it for you. And Joseph was brought down to Egypt. Joseph had been sold by his brothers into slavery. He was brought down to Egypt. Say down to Egypt. Every time the Bible describes Egypt, he always calls it down. He always says down to Egypt. Meanwhile, Egypt was the, the first class nation. How, how, how do they call it? Egypt was like America. It was the first world country at that time. But every time God describes, if you like checking the Old Testament, every time God describes Egypt, especially when a child of God is going there, he will say down. When Abraham was going to Egypt, he said, and Abraham went down to Egypt. When Joseph was taken to Egypt, Joseph went down to Egypt. When Isaac was going to Egypt, Isaac went down to Egypt. It's, it's down. It's not a step up. It's a step down. <laughs> Especially if you are going there and God has not told you to go there. Praise the Lord. And Joseph was brought down to Egypt and Potiphar, an officer of Pharaoh, captain of the guard, an Egyptian, bought him of the Ishmaelites, which had brought him down there. The guy was bought. Do you understand? He was put on sale. Have, have you been sold before? Joseph was sold into slavery by his own brothers. Okay? And he was sold in his boxer shorts. He was sold in his boxer shorts. He had only boxer shorts on. Look at the next verse. Read this to me. One to go. What did he have? He had boxer shorts. That was the only thing he had. But look at how the Bible describes him. And Joseph, and he was a prosperous man, and he was in the house of, the, of his master, the Egyptian. He was a prosperous man. If you go down, you see that. Go, go to the next verse. And his master saw that the Lord was with him. That is all you need. If the Lord is with you, that's all. And in your case, God is not just with you. God is in you. But if you don't obey what he tells you to do, if you don't listen to what he tells you to do, it's, it's, it's useless. One woman had a daughter. This happened truly. This is a true story. I'm not lying to you. The daughter stayed in class one for seven years. At age 14, the girl could not write her name. She could not do anything at age 14. They were poor, 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 poor. But one thing was sure about that woman. Her own pastor is the one giving this particular testimony. She would always give her fight. Even if she'd made one city during the week, she would give 10 persuades to God as tight. Every time. Every month. Every time. The girl and the mother were in church. Everybody knew them. But the woman was always giving a fight. During the, she would bring the tithe on Thursday and say that, I don't want to keep it till Sunday because I need it more than anything. The pastor said he would take the, he would take the money, pray for her, close the door and cry. Because he knows that the woman needs the money more. But he knows that if he doesn't allow the woman to give her tithe, she will never prosper. That is the way for her to prosper. One day they were in church. Now this, this small girl will come and just be, she will just be 14 years old. She will just be moving around, sleeping in the, in, the, in the chair, on the floor. Just like a, a, a two-year-old or a three-year-old will behave. The girl was insane. One day they were in church. And the man gave, the, the pastor gave 
an altar call. People should, if you want to give your life to Christ, come and give your life to Christ. The, the girl walked up front and came to New Dawn and gave her life to Christ. That was the end of her problems. That was the beginning of her change. As soon as she gave her life to Christ, the problem she had left completely. The following day when she came to church, she couldn't bat on her own. You have to bat, you have to do everything for her. The following day when she came, she came fine. Everything was okay. Bath, discipline, everything was fine. Can you imagine? By the time she turned 20, she was looking so nice that a guy who was a contractor saw her and saw how well she was behaving and decided to marry her. At 18, so she got married. 20, she was married. Yeah. And her mother-in-law taught her how to read and write. She became so excellent, it was, it was supernatural. How does this thing happen? The pastor linked it to the fact that the woman was always tithing. She was obedient to give. Listen, giving your tithe is obedience. Though. It's obedience to God. <laughs> it's your obedience to God. It shows your trust in God. Don't say, oh, I'm a student. They give me money. When the money comes to yours, do you spend it as money that has been, you've not earned? Like, is there a difference between money you work for and money you didn't work for? Is there a difference? Is it all money? Is it able to buy bread and egg? Is it able to buy data? Is it able to do all those things? Is it able to do your hair? Why are you, why are you a wicked person? And have decided that you will keep, you will keep the 10th. Just 10%. Just 10%. It's, it is for God. God says that it is my money. No, if, if it's not something you give to God, we, we don't give, sometimes uh, we, we say, we, it's not giving your tithe, it's paying your tithe. You pay your tithe. You pay to God because it is for him. Do you understand? If you keep it, you are keeping someone else's money. If you come and steal from my house, you come and steal at my TV, my laptop, and uh, my fridge, and you come back the next day, and come and give me my laptop back as a gift. <laughs> you come and give me my laptop back as a gift. Will I be satisfied? Why would I, why would I not be satisfied? Because you were a thief. You stole from me. So giving only starts after you have paid your tithe, which belongs to God. That one is for God. When you keep it, you are a thief. I see what I'm talking about. When you keep the tithe, you have robbed God. You can't pretend and give him other things. Give him offering. Give him... Uh, maybe a seed or something. Don't, don't even start. You are, you are a thief. Ask your neighbor, what, what are you? This small girl I was talking about, okay, the husband got drafted into the, this is, this is Second World War time. The husband got drafted into the army and went for, for the war, came back, something happened and then the husband passed on. Okay? When the husband passed on, the insurance on the husband was almost $500,000. And she became the owner of the $500,000 with the construction company. Wow. And that girl who was a maniac or an insane person was managing millions and managing it right and always tithing. So don't try. Don't become a Christian who does not, you are not into that. You will suffer for a very long time. I want you to prosper. That is why I'm talking to you like this. Okay? 
Yeah. I know where I'm coming from. And I know where I've, how I've gotten to where I've gotten to. Even if it is one city you received during the week, tight on it. That is what will cost. You see, you say I'm a student. I'm not supposed to give tight. That is why your school fees will not be paid. That is why, hold on, that is why your, your, your hostel fee will not be paid. You will struggle for a very long time. Because you don't know if your parents tied on it. That money is cursed and it's been given to you. You better give God his own. When you receive, give all. Pay your tithes. You don't want trouble. Tell anybody you don't want trouble. Pay your tithes. So that when it comes to you, when you need something, it will come as it's supposed to come. Do you understand? Yeah. Because if God gave you this, through your parents, or through your job, whatever it was, and you didn't give a tithe of it. How do you expect me to keep producing for you? Keep providing for you? It's not going to work. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Tithing. Well, Christians are supposed to be rich. We are supposed to be rich. We are supposed to be fantastically rich. Almost every Israelite is rich. Almost every Jew in this world in which we are living is rich. Not all, every Jew, basically. They are the richest group in the world. Yeah, there's a, you, can, you can check the richest group in the world. They are the first. If the average, the average amount to earn in a, in a week is $100, they earn $500 in a week. The, an average Jew. Check. I'm not, I'm not lying to you. Check. You'll be surprised. Why? Because even in their fallen state, even in their unborn again state, they have wisdom that they have to give God 10%. That is the number one thing they do. They are always typing on everything. From childhood, you are taught from a child. If you don't learn it from a child, you will not, you will not know it when you grow up. If you don't give on 10 CDs, you don't give one CD to God, okay? When you get $10,000, you will insult the church that what are they going to do with $1,000? Is it $1,000? $10,000? Is it 1000 Yeah, $1,000. You say, oh, 10000 what are they going to do with it? It's too much for them. When you get 100000 you will not give. All the richest people, from Rockefeller to Carnegie to Ford and all those people, were titles. So stop learning 21 ways to become rich. And you are learning the, the principles they live by without, without learning the major thing they did. Carnegie wrote and said that you make money to give. That was, that was why he, he made money. He made money to give. That was the reason. Not because he wanted to become whatever. So be smart. Don't be keeping the money. Don't be spending the money on unnecessary things. So children of God are supposed to be extremely rich. Let me show you something in uh, Galatians 3 verse 13. It says Christ has redeemed, if you are born again, this is the scripture itself. It says Christ has redeemed us from the curse of the law. Being made a curse for us. For it is written, curse is everyone that hangeth on a tree. There were, there were 54 curses of the law. Do you know 54? 1, 2, 3, 54. And 30 of those curses are Poverty related. 30 of them are poverty. It's all written in Deuteronomy chapter 28. Let's read some. Deuteronomy 28. Let's read from verse 15. 
But it shall come to pass, if thou will not hearken unto the voice of the, of, of the Lord thy God, to observe, to do all his commandments, which included tithing, and the statutes which I commanded this day, that all these cases shall come upon thee and overtake thee. The cases will come and overtake you. Like in your future, it is there. <laughs> uh, so that, that statement tomorrow will be better does not apply to the one who is cursed because tomorrow is not going to be better you can be sure of it next year it's not going to be better it's going to be worse haven't you seen people who are they are just going down 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 their life is getting worse the riches of those who are not into tithing and obeying god through tithe is it's like it goes up and comes down you go up as you're going up, you go up at one point in time in your life. There's always an opportunity that God will give to you. You go up. But then when you go up, you realize that you start coming down. You cannot change your sitting room chairs. You cannot change your microwave. Yes, you cannot change your blender. You buy one and you fix it for 25 years. Oh, I'm not joking. These are things I've seen before. Yeah, when your child bangs the fridge, bam. You slap her, bam. Because that is the last, if that fridge becomes some ways finished. Yeah, sometimes you look at your parents' sitting room chair, you realize that, hey. You will you read on it when you were a child. You could put on it when you were a child. Still, that is the same chair that is being used. Do you know what I'm talking about? You don't know what I'm talking about. Do you think they are not concerned about it? They are concerned about it, but the day is not there to change the day. If you like, ask. No, Charlie, you have to be into tithing. You have to be into tithing. I am a product of tithe. Yes. My mother learned how to tithe in 2000, year 2000. As at year 2000, food was difficult. So it's not easy. We have to plant and eat. It's not a joke. And she learned how to tithe. She learned that when she gets money, she has to give 10% to God. My mother is 70 years old. Okay? She has at least four plots of land that she has bought in her old age. And is building. That is after building two houses. Between 2000 and now. I'm not joking with you. Yeah. When you give her money, tight, straight. First thing. First thing. First thing. Hallelujah. So go and teach your parents to tithe. Tell them if you don't want to struggle, please, I beg you, start tithing. Tell them. Okay? Yeah. Don't listen to the people who are on radio and on internet and saying nonsense. <laughs> don't listen to them. If you like, follow them. You're surprised. <laughs> it says, Cash shall that be in the city, and cash shall that be in the field. Next verse. Cash shall be thy basket and thy store. This is poverty. All this is poverty. Your baskets and your store, your account is cursed. Your basket for gathering money is cursed. Your purse is cursed. People put things in your, in your, in your bag and they don't find it anymore. <laughs> you dear, you don't know. You will make the money and someone will, a, a, a devourer will just come and take the money away from you. I'll talk about divorce very soon. When you go home, you can read it for yourself. But 30 of them are in direct reference to poverty. And the Bible says that we have been redeemed from the curse of the law. Go back to Galatians chapter 3, verse 13. Christ has redeemed us from the curse. Have you seen it? To redeem means to buy back. 
He has taken us away from the curse of the law. Being made the curse for us, for it is written, curse is everyone that hangs on a tree. He has taken the curse away. But how come some Christians are still, it's like you see some things happening, disobedient children. Because what God says, you don't hear. That's what they, there were two mountains that Moses made the children of Israel stand on to pronounce, that Levi stood on to pronounce the curses and the blessing. One mountain was called Mount Gerizim. Let me show it to you. Can I show it to you? Deuteronomy chapter 11 verse 29. Deuteronomy 11 29. And it shall come to pass when the Lord thy God has brought thee into, in unto the land whither thou goest to possess it, that thou shalt put the blessing upon Mount Gerizim. Have you seen it? So they put the blessing. The blessings were 14. There were 14 blessings against 54 curses. And the curse upon Mount Ebal. So two mountains. Mount Ebal, the slow Mount Ebal, and pronounced the curses of the law. And they stood on another mountain called Mount Gerizim and pronounced the blessings of the law. Have you seen it? Now, on Mount Ebal, if you're reading uh, Deuteronomy chapter 27, look at Deuteronomy 27 verse 4 and 5. When they got to Mount Ebal, they built an altar. Therefore it shall be when he be gone over Jordan that he shall set up these stones, the stones that he took, which I command you this day, in Mount, in Mount Ebal, and thou shalt plaster them with plaster. They made an altar of plaster. Next verse. And there shalt thou build an altar unto the Lord thy God, an altar of stones, and thou shalt not lift up any iron tool upon them. Have you seen it? That was on Mount Ebal. Go down to verse 12. These shall stand upon Mount Gerizim to bless the people. Up. Okay, it's okay. These shall stand upon Mount Gerizim to bless the people when ye are come over Jordan. Simeon and Levi and Judah and Issachar and Joseph and Benjamin. Next verse. And these shall stand upon Mount Ebal to curse, Reuben, Gad, and Asher, and Zebulun, Dan, and Naphtali. Next verse. And the Levites shall speak and say unto all the men of Israel with a loud voice, Cursed be the man that maketh any grieving or mortal. So they started cursing. The curses were pronounced on Mount Ebal. But Mount Ebal was a place where the altar was built. On Mount Gerizim, there was no altar built. They didn't build any altar on Mount Gerizim. They built the altar on Mount Ebal. Why? Because of what Christ was coming to do. Christ was sacrificed on that altar for the destruction of that altar and the concluding of that particular curse of the law. So the curse of the law, we've been redeemed from the curses of the law, but not from the blessings of the law because there was no altar on, there was no altar to redeem. Do you understand what I'm saying? Uh, so the blessings are actually for children of God. So if you go back to Galatians chapter 3, verse 13 when we're reading, it says, Christ has redeemed us from the curse of the law. He didn't say from the blessings of the law. Because the blessings of the law is actually for everybody, for all Christians. Be made a curse for us. For it is written, curse everyone that hangs on the tree. Verse 14. So that the blessing of Abraham, it was the blessing of Abraham that was expressed in the blessings of the law. It says, so that the blessing of Abraham might come on the Gentiles through Jesus Christ. The, the 14 blessings of the law were blessings of prosperity. The blessings of prosperity, go, go to Deuteronomy 28, verse 2. Look at this, it says, And all these blessings shall come on thee and overtake thee, if thou shalt hearken unto the voice of the Lord thy God. Next verse, verse 3. Like there are blessings, like what I'm trying to say is that there are blessings of well-being, goodness, prosperity for Christians. Blessed shall thou be in the city and blessed shall thou be in the field. Like your field will be blessed. You will be blessed in the city. How do we know you are blessed? Because it shows around you. You are, the Bible says that the blessings of the Lord make it rich and added no sorrow. That's what the blessings of the Lord does. It makes you rich. 
and adds no sorrow to your life. So he says, blessed shall thou, in other words, the, uh, you will be rich and not have sorrow in the fruit of thy body. Have you seen it? And the fruit of thy ground, and the fruit of thy cattle, the increase of thy kind, and the flush of thy sheep. In other words, everything around you will be increasing. Things will not depreciate. Things will increase. With the years, you will get better. Hallelujah. It doesn't happen to everybody. But for a child of God, it is supposed to be like that. As the years go by, you get better. You get greater. You get more. But it is not like that for some people. Why? Disobedient. The blessing of Abraham is talking about, it has prosperity inside. It is chief inside. Look at Genesis chapter 13, verse 2, 1 and 2. Genesis 13, 1 and 2. And Abraham went up out of Egypt. Have you seen it? When he was going out of it, it was up, out. When he was going, it was down. But when he was going out of it, it was up, out. <laughs> and Abraham went up, out of Egypt, he and his wife, and all that he had, and lot with him into the south. Next verse. Read this one to me. One to go. Have you, is it in the Bible? Abraham was very rich. Do you have the blessings of Abraham? If you're a child of God, the blessings of Abraham has been poured upon your life. Okay? Galatians chapter 3, verse 29. Look at Galatians 3, 29. And if you be Christ, then are ye Abraham's seed and heirs according to the promise. Are you for Christ? Do you belong to God? Are you a child of God? He says, if you're a child of God, if you be Christ, then are ye Abraham's seed. And as according to the promise, the promises that was poured upon him, the blessing that was poured upon him, is for you. God told him, I'll make you great. And we read that Abraham became very rich in silver, in gold, and in what? Cattle. Genesis chapter 24 verse 1. Go to Genesis 24 verse 1. But it is not like that for a lot of Christians. It is not. Oh, haven't you realized it? A lot of Christians have their noses to the ground. Barely getting by. Barely. As though God is wicked. God is not wicked. It's just your disobedience. And Abraham was old and well stricken in age. And the Lord had blessed Abraham in all things. The guy was rich in all things. Remember, the blessings of the Lord make it rich and added no sorrow. So the guy was, was what? Was rich and didn't have sorrow in all things. I'm showing you your life. This is how your life should be. Why is it not like that? Isaiah chapter 1, verse 19. Look at Isaiah 1, 19. This is the problem. This is the problem. If you want to go up, brother, be a tither. Okay? Be into tithing. Hmm. You can play with it. I don't mind. Just that I will not, I, I will not mind you too. Because I'm showing you what you are supposed to do. As a student. Hmm? As a worker. If you don't do it now, when will you do it? Rockefeller started tithing when he, was, when he was six years old. When they gave him his first money, like into his hands, that this is money that mommy has given to me. The mother said, go and give tithe. That is why his riches will not end. You know when Rockefeller died? He died a long time ago. Long time ago, almost 100 years ago, long time ago. But his money has not finished. It is still around. And his children, 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 children do not have to work. Yeah. There's some of what? Scholarship. He has scholarship schemes. 
He has scholarship schemes here in KNUST. Wow. From America. It says, if you be willing, this is the problem of, of most Christians. If you be willing, first of all, I, I told you the last time, a lot of Christians are not willing. When we talk about money, then you, be, you begin to frown your face. Okay, what's all this money, 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 money? You, you will not be rich. Because you don't, you, don't want, you don't want to have anything to do with money. You think a car is a bad thing. A lot of Christians think that cars, cars are bad. If you see a pastor driving a nice car, then you are like, hey, it's church money. It's not church money. It is not church money. Do you understand what I'm saying? It is not church money. It is tight money. Eh? It is tight. The one who has been given tight will have. Yeah. He will have. If you be willing, so just become willing. Like, like money. Oh. I feel like I'm a bad person for saying what I just said. Like, like being to, being to wanting to see dollars. Do you understand? What is wrong with you finishing school and working for a multinational company that pays $5,000 every month? What is wrong with that? It is not a sin. If you have been paid $5,000 a month, it means that $500 will be for God, for tight. And then to cause his house to go on. You see, because you cring at that particular information, $5,000 a month, hey, can I even have it? Hey, this one, if we get some 500 cities a month, it's okay. Yeah, for many people, you are too careful. Why? It's like we should leave those things for the people who are of the world. People who are not children of God. That's, that's, what, that's what a lot of people think. We should leave it for the second boys. Like when we mention $10,000, hey, it's like scamming. It's not, it's not, it's not scamming. There are people who are paid that amount. People are paid more than that. Okay? Yeah. I saw a contract somewhere some time ago. And the contract was worth $50 million. One person is handling it. 50, I saw the figures. $50 million. I was like, wow, Ghanaian. Like, wow, this is very good. This is very good. At least five million will enter a church somewhere. Why? Because the person is a child of God. And he's not foolish, he's willing. Tell me, I'm willing. I'm willing. Do you like such things? Yeah. Yeah. Because if you don't, you don't, it is you that God is going to use to build his kingdom. Do you understand? Tell me, it is you. That God is going to use to build his kingdom. So if the money is not coming from you, where do we get it from? Do you want us to go and beg? No, we will not go and beg anybody. You are the one who is going to bring the money. The money for the house of God is going to come through you. So don't cring at it. Do you understand? Don't say, oh, let's be humble. It's not humility. Poverty is not humility. Poverty is not what? Humility. God has decided to prosper you. All you need to do is to be willing, first of all, and be obedient. Obedient to what? Obedient to what he's telling you to do. Obedient. Okay? And God has said we should give our fight. Obey what God has said. You think that tithing is in the Old Testament. Hebrews chapter 7 verse 8. Look at Hebrews 7 8. 
brothers and sisters, it is not an Old Testament concept. It is a New Testament reality. It says, and here, down here on earth. This is New Testament. Hebrews 7, 8. It's new, you know Hebrews is, is the New Testament. He says, and here, in this world, in this life, here on earth, men that die receive tight. Like when you come and you are giving your tight, I will receive your tight. That is why we don't let you put it in the offering bag. We say, come for it if you are going to give your tight, so that you receive it from you. He says, down here, men, human beings that will die. One day I'll not be here. I'll go by rapture, by God's grace. Hallelujah. Men that die receive tight, but there in the heavens, he receiveth them. Who is he that is talking? He's talking about Jesus Christ. He received them. Of whom it is witness that he ever liveth. He liveth. Jesus is alive. So it's a proof. When you give your tithe, it's a proof. You are saying that I believe the fact that Jesus is alive. And as I'm giving my tithe, I'm actually giving it to him. He says there in heaven, he, he receives them. He receives the tithes in heaven. Let's read Amplified. Maybe Amplified will say nicer for you. Furthermore, here in the Lexical Priesthood, tithes are received by men who are subject to death. While there, in the case of Exodus, they, they are received by one of whom it is testified that he lives perpetually. He refers to Melchizedek. But it's actually with reference to Jesus Christ. And Jesus' priesthood is after the order of Melchizedek. Another time you will learn about that. Do you see? So it's a New Testament concept. It's not an Old Testament concept. Don't blow it away that this one is just Old Testament. It's not. It's not. And I started talking about why non-titans become poor, isn't it? I, was, I said I'm preaching from this book. Why non-titan Christians become poor and titan Christians can become rich? And how titan Christians can become rich? Why non-titan Christians become poor? Why? Why do they become poor? Let me show you. I showed you reason number one. Six reasons why non-titans become poor. Non-titans become poor because they have nothing to harvest. I preached that the last time. Then number two was what? Non-titans become poor because they do not attract blessings on their lives. No blessing. Because there's no blessing, no riches, no peace. Have you seen Christians who don't have peace? Today this one is sick, tomorrow this one is sick. You're always buying drugs. I don't remember the last time I bought drugs. My money is not for those things. My money is not for buying drugs. My money is for God. So I don't go to the hospital. Yeah, none of us have been admitted in the hospital before. We remind for seven years. Nobody has gone to lie in the hospital for five days with a kidney problem or lung, something is happening. It's not, it doesn't happen around us. No, 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 it doesn't happen around us. And it will never happen around us. Oh, even if you don't say in Jesus' name, it won't happen, it will still not happen. No, because I know what I'm doing. Do you get it? Yeah, I, we know what we are doing. We know what we are doing. Today you are sick. You have to buy drugs. 50 Ghana. The 50 cities you didn't give to God. Drug is taking it. No matter what you do, you pay tight. It's who you pay it to. If you pay it to the hospital, they don't, they won't bless you. You pay it to Vodafone. But they won't bless you. Or you pay it to a thief. A thief will steal something precious in your life. Laptop. Phone. Something from Christians, oh, from Christians, from Christians. A thief will snatch your car. Yeah, there are Christians whose cars are snatched by thieves. Hmm? Cars snatched. A thief will enter and steal everything you've taught for years to have. Why? Non-tighter. Let me show you. 
point number four. Today I'm supposed to start from point number four. Point number four. Non-titers become poor because devourers constantly eat their wealth. Non-titers become poor because devourers constantly eat their wealth. Non-titers become poor because devourers constantly eat their wealth. Constantly. Devourers. Do you know devourer? The devil will form, become a devourer and eat your money or eat your property. Do you know how much money is given to Ghana as a country? Did you hear HIPIC some time ago? Highly indebted, poor country. That is the country you are living in. Highly indebted, poor country. Don't say that Ghana is a rich place. It's not. Okay? It is you who makes it wealthy. They keep giving to Ghana. Every time they are giving money to Ghana. We go for $2 billion loan. Where is the loan? Where is the loan? Ask your neighbor, where is the loan? We sell bond, 100-year bond, and we raise $5 billion. Where is it? Do you know $5 billion? Ask your neighbor, where is it? Accra Kumasi Road has not been done for 65, 60 years, 60, more than 60 years that we are in this country. The two major cities have not been connected. People are dying on it. Every year, we have casualties. Last year, there were more than 7,000 people who died on the road. Check the figures every year. Try and check it. They bring it out every year. Yeah. Check it and see. You'll be surprised. Why? Divorce. They are divorced in their country. You will think that the one who needs money is the one who needs money. <laughs> I don't know if you get it. Like the one who is crying for money is the one who needs money. We give them money and it doesn't work. Are you seeing it? The money comes. We don't know what happens to it. The money just vanishes. It's called divorce. And Malachi 3.11. And I will rebuke the devourer for your sakes. Have you seen it? I will rebuke the devourer for your sake. They are, they are divorced. How can you be putting money into a bag of holes? No matter how much you put into the bag, what will happen to the money? It will vanish. Are you seeing what I'm talking about? So the divorce are the holes that are in your pocket. The holes that are in your bag. You will think that, oh, when I get more money, I'll be fine. It's, a, it's the biggest lie on earth. It's the biggest lie on earth. There are people who earn. I know someone who earns 7,000 Ghana cities every month. But he's owing. He's owing in excess of 70,000. Yes. More than. Why? He was not into tithing. So even though money is coming, it is going. And he doesn't know how it is going. He cannot tell. You can't trace the money. You don't know what to do with the money. But if all the holes are blocked, would you think you will need a lot of money for the thing to become full? You enter overflow very quickly. You enter abundance. Your money starts overflowing very quickly. Picture wealth as a bucket with water inside. If the bucket has holes, plenty of holes around it, no matter how much water you pour inside, the host will extract everything out. Is it true? So God says, give me your tenth. Give me the time. I'll block all those holes. He says, I'll rebuke the devourer for your sakes. I'll rebuke the devourer for your sakes. That is the problem. No time. So you don't know what you use the money for. You check at the end of the month. You realize that, hey, thousand cities has come to me. Where is it? You don't know. 
You don't know what, what has happened to it. You don't know. You cannot trace it. Have you seen people who work with the government or with any other company? At the end of their time, they are going on pension and they've not been able to build a house. I remember years ago. Very sad story. This guy worked with VRA at Akosumbo. They, they, they had a house there given to them by the government. You know, they gave them so much and he forgot to build. Do you understand what I'm saying? He forgot to build. With his children, he had wife and children and everything. He forgot to build. When he went on pension, he had to go to his hometown, his village, and go and live there with his children. It has happened to too many people. Too many people. Maybe you are young, so you don't know. It has happened to too many people. And he went to, after two years, he died. He, he, couldn't, he couldn't live. Because the, the pain, I didn't do anything. Those, it just, depression just killed him. I knew him personally. There were some guys working with Anglo Gold. And when Anglo Gold collapsed, do you know the number of people who have died since Anglo Gold collapsed? Go and check Obuasi. How many of you are from Obuasi? Is what I'm saying true? Come and tell us. Maybe they don't, they, they think I'm like, who else is from Obuasi? You're also from Obuasi. Is it true what I'm saying? Have people died? Plenty. Tell, tell me, say something. Thank you, Pastor. Yeah. And personally, where I stay, mm -hmm. There are a lot of people that when the redundancy came, they came home and now they are no more. Most of them are dead. Because a lot of them developed like diseases as they were working. So when they came back, their monies were poured into... Into sickness. Yes. And yeah. now they are for the vanishing. I know someone... <laughs> I know someone who received uh, a redundancy fee of uh, 600,000 Ghana cities. Six billion. Old Ghana, old cities. Six billion. 600,000. <laughs> he doesn't know where it is. He doesn't know where the money has passed. Divorce. No, they are divorced in life. He says, I will rebuke the devourer for your sakes. I will rebuke the devourer. Like you will know what you use the money for. You will see the money. You will see a building standing there that you built with your money. It is a blessing. It is a blessing. You will see that you've been able to do things, significant things. You will know how much has come. Yeah? That's how I check how much has come to me during the month. I check the tithe that God has been able to give. Then I know that, oh, about 10,000 has come. Or 20,000 has come. Yeah? Divorce. You will not know. Money is coming, but you don't know. You are being paid. Every month, you are being paid 3,000 Ghana cities. But your life is so tight. So tight. So tight, you don't know. Oh, it's not a joke, oh. Charlie. Listen, I worked in a bank for some time. I worked in a bank for one year. And I had fellow bankers who were very poor, even though they were counting money. I'm not joking with you. I'm not joking. Like, I've been around for some time. Okay? So let me, let me advise you. Hmm? In debt, I know someone... His car is alone. His house is alone. His tie is alone. They are, there's tie allowance. There are shirts. There are shirts. There are loans for shirts, ties for bankers. It's not a small thing. It's not a small thing. So they cannot escape the bank. Yeah. When I left, some of them were jealous of me. Yeah. I, my mates, my colleagues, they were jealous of me. 
How were you able to get out? Because they wonder how they can leave. If I leave this thing, what am I going to do? You know what I'm talking about. If I leave this thing, what am I going to do? If you check your life, you realize that, hey, the money is coming in, but you don't know where it is going to. You are trapped. Non-titus. Oh, poverty is yours. Hey, 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 it's the truth. Poverty is yours. Do you know how do you say how in English? How do you say how in in English? Difficulty. Not a hundred. Difficulty. That's what she said. A hundred. Difficulty. Like you can't ask for thousand cities from people. It's not some. It's not easy for people. Someone to give you thousand cities. When you are getting married, you will see. You will see when you are getting married. You'll be surprised. You'll be shocked. That even though you are doing fundraising, it's not coming from everywhere. <laughs> Point number five. Hmm? So move away from non-tithing so that you can have the devout rebuke for your sake. Okay? Yeah, tithes. You would know what you do with your money. Point number five. Non-tithes become poor because the fruits of their fields are constantly destroyed. Non-tithes become poor because the fruits. Hmm? Non-tithes become poor because the fruits of their fields are constantly destroyed. Malachi 3.11 And I will be the devourer for your sakes. And he shall not destroy the fruit of your ground. Have you seen it? He shall not destroy what? The fruit of your ground. The difference between the destroyer and the devourer okay, is that the devourer takes your money without you knowing what it is. What is taking it. But the destroyer takes your money away from you in painful ways. Wicked ways. Like men's gold. <laughs> so you, you have the money. You know that 40000 is sitting somewhere. And you give it to something. An investment. And it is destroyed. Or a thief. Will just steal your money. Just like that. Or fire will just catch your house and destroy everything. People have watched their homes get bent whilst they stood outside crying. Cars, uh, cars. I saw a car burn live. I've seen it twice. Burning live. And the owner was standing outside crying. <laughs> the, the second guy, it wasn't his car. It was, he had gone to take it from somebody, a friend. I was driving it to a funeral. And as he was going, the car caught fire. He said, what am I going to say to my friend? What am I It was not a small thing. Yeah. When the owner was driving, everything was fine. When he... You know, one day... Let me tell you a story. Let me tell you a story. One day, Bishop Oedipo went somewhere to go and preach. And the guy who picked him up from the airport, okay, when he sat in his car, he was prompted to ask him whether he was a tighter. So he asked him, are you a tighter? Then the guy said, no. He said, leave me. Let me get down. So he got down from the car and started walking. He said, before I die in your car, because your car is not insured by God in any way. You can just have an accident and all of us will die. You can't kill me. I don't want to sit in the car of a non-titer. He got down and walked. Yeah. 
Why? Non titles are dangerous people to move around with. Anything can, the destroyer can just take anything, including your, your life. It's not a small thing. No insurance. No insurance. He got down and walked. You see, you can have money, but there's no hedge around the, the money that you have made. There's no insurance. There's nothing that sustains it. The money will come, but the destroyer will also take it. He will show you where power lies. Some fire will take that money. Some flooding will carry all your TV away, your TV, your whatever, to carry your everything away. Destroyer. Careless management is part of, is part of the destroyer's life. Eh? Careless management. The money comes carelessly. You, you just lose everything. Mm. It's what the vanishing, like you said. Neglect. Accidents, riots, stealing, hmm? war, wastage, wrong investment. It is more painful to see the destroyer at work. The devourer you not see, but the destroyer, he makes it pain you. Yeah, he makes it pain you. Yeah, 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 yeah. Escape, oh, tell me about escape. escape. I'm talking to Christians. I'm not talking to unbelievers. I'm talking to Christians. Christians who are not titles. You will become poor. You will become poor. How many of you want to be rich? Don't be humble about it. Lift your hand, okay? Don't be humble about it. Yeah? You have to become rich. Because it is the promise of God. It is the covenant of God for your life. And I'm showing you what to do. I'm showing you what to do. Give your fine. Point number six, last point for the day. Non-titles become poor because they lose their fruits before they get a chance to harvest. Non-titles become poor because they lose their fruits before, before they get a chance to harvest. Are you there? Same place, Malachi 3.11. And I will be the devourer for your sakes, and he shall not destroy the fruits of your ground. Neither shall your vine cast her fruits before the time in the field. See the Lord of hosts. That's the last portion. Neither shall your vine cast her fruit before the time in the field. See the Lord. In other words, you see, you, you work or you do something that is supposed to. It's not, some people work for one hour and get huge amounts. Others work for 10 hours and get something very small, isn't it? Is it true? Hard work is actually not the means of prosperity. If hard work was the means of prosperity, those who do walauntu walaunsa, you know walatu walasa. Those who use pickaxe to work, eh, and use shovel, they dig the ground and use shovel to carry the sand out. Should be the richest people in the world. If you see the food they are eating, eh, and the work they do, they should be the richest. Hard work. Is good, but hard work is not the major means of prosperity. Why should you allow your fruit to be wasted before the time when you will get your, your fruitfulness? Some strange thing will happen to whatever you are you are planning. Strange thing. You you were trying to get a contract. You had it was coming, it was coming, it was coming. Then something happens, pa, and then it goes away. Abortion, contract abortion. 
I'm not talking about the other type of abortion. Contract abortion. The thing was coming, it was coming, it was coming, it was coming. Sitewa. Never shows up. Almost. Almost there. Spirit of disappointment will just be following you like that. They are promising you the job. They are promising the job. The job is coming. Hey! Where dodge? Do you know where dodge? It's actually wild dodge, but if you say it, where dodge? It's like Aniomes. You know Aniomes. <laughs> oh, the guys come to mind. The guys come to mind. Almost. Your life is always almost. Do you get what I'm trying to say? Almost. Someone is bringing money. Someone is sending you mobile, mobile money. Sending, 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 sending. It doesn't happen. Take it, take it, take it, take it, take it, take it. Someone is sending one money, sending, sending, sending. He misses one number. He goes to another person. Hey! Hey! Like, no good. No good. One small thing that's supposed to happen in your life, you will struggle. Ah! Why? They are working on papers for you to drop. They are working on they are working on hey! It doesn't work anymore. Last minute bouncing, something. It's because you are not a tither. Look at your next verse. Look at your next verse. Verse 12. And all nations shall call you blessed. For you shall be a delightsome land. See the Lord of hosts. Why? Because you have been giving your tithe. You shall be a delightsome. Let's read that verse. Delightsome. No, people don't understand. Message. Let's see if message you say something. You will be voted happiest nation. You, you'll be voted happiest person. You experience what it's like to be a country of grace. God of the angel army says so. You will be a, a country of grace. Only you. Like people would want to associate themselves with you. You are delightsome. You are delight. Because when we do things with you, it works. <laughs> you do things with people, it doesn't work. Oh, we are starting a business together. Before you start a business with somebody, ask him, are you a tighter? <laughs> Tell him, I don't want nonsense in my life. Yeah, because if, as you are starting a business, you're going to be putting money inside. How many businesses have, have you tried to start that never, never saw the light of day? It never did. The business never got out of the room for the sun to see it. It never came out. Why? There are two non-tighters or one non-tighter inside the thing. Ask him, Charlie, are you a tighter? If you're not a tighter, I'm afraid of you. Ask him, are you a tighter? If you are not a tighter, I'm afraid of you. I'm afraid of you. I'm afraid of you. If you're a tighter, you go to a car, you come back, everything is fine. You just be going and coming. Problems will come, but it will not overcome you. Never. It will never overcome you. Are you ready to be rich? Yeah. Yeah. I'll continue next week and show you some more in the scriptures. Okay? Is it a good message? Yeah. Are you going to give your fight? Yeah. yeah. Prosper. Just prosper. Okay? Just prosper. You will prosper. Your life will be like this. 
going up and up and up and up and up and up. 2025, ah, and ah, 2027, ah, and ah, 2030, ah, 2045, ah, 2050, ah, 2065, ah, 2075, ah, and ah, so you die. Yes. Even when you are dying, you die in class. Yeah. Bible says that Abraham was old and was stricken in age, in years. Yet he was rich in all things. Yeah, rich in all things. Why should you be old and your children are the ones who have to give you money to survive? Your, if your children do not buy toilet roll for you, you have to use your fingers to wipe the thing. Why should it be like that? I'm, I'm telling the story of somebody right now. I said what I said to you. If the children do not buy toilet rolls, it's finished. That proverb that we have in our system, I, I've looked after you to, for your teeth to grow. So you to look after me for my teeth to remove. But this is, this is not from the Bible though. When Abraham was dying, he gave his children money and died. When he was dying, yeah, he gave everybody property, wealth. Nobody came to come and give to him. He gave to them. That is how it's supposed to be. We are the seed of Abraham, not something else. Do you understand? So become big. I'm showing you how to become big over the years. One guy's business was not working. His business was down, 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 down. There's something called institutional tithing. This church tithes every month. Every month. That is why we do the things we do. If you want to know our secrets as a, as a, as a church and why we have money, we are, we are not poor. Whether you give or you don't give, we are not poor. Yeah, we know where we are coming from. Okay, we are not poor. You are sitting in a very rich church because you are inside. Because every month, when our money comes, when you give your tithe, your offerings, your partnership, everything. We take 10% of it and we give it outside of the church. We don't spend it. We give it outside of the church. That is why every month we can have huge amounts coming in, whether people give or not. Sometimes the offering is like a Jesu talking. But by the end of the month, you will see that what we're supposed to do, we're able to do. Yeah. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Praise the Lord. So your company that you are running, that you want to have, you should be tithing of it though. You should be giving tithe of your company. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Praise the Lord. Hallelujah. <laughs> Tell me about no more wrong investments. Rise up on your feet and thank God. Thank God for what He has shared with you. God bless you for listening. We pray that the word of God will be rooted and grounded in your heart as you give attention to the word. Kindly follow Pastor T and Love Economy Church on all social networks for more of God's word. Don't forget to subscribe to the Pastor T podcast. Simply search for Pastor T on any podcast app, plug in and enjoy God's word. Visit our website at loveeconomychurch.org for more information. God bless.